Hey guys, if you're looking for all things sports and all things entertainment, stay tuned for another episode of the Goat Cast. Yay! What's up, guys? This is the Goat Cast, and this is episode four. This is following what was one of the best. NBA playoff game sevens in a while. Sunday was epic when it came to game sevens, and we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about the conference finals coming up. Um, We have two spectacular conference finals in the West and East, which I will be covering here in a minute. So once again, this is the GOAT cast. Please follow at GoCast C on Twitter. And please email me any questions, anything. GoCast1, number one, at gmail.com. So that out of the way. Houston Rockets. What happened? What happened to you guys? So I did a quick reaction and I talked about the Golden State Warriors moving on. They are moving on to the Western Conference Finals. They beat the Houston Rockets in six without KD with zero points from Steph in the first half. Let that sink in. Then the Milwaukee Bucks, they completely obliterate the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics, Brad Stevens can take the blame. Kyrie can take the blame, but they were just a dis- dysfunctional team. They deserve to walk. Nothing else to do with them. So then we have these two big game sevens, Denver, Portland, and Toronto, Philly. Man, Denver just came out stomping. I thought this was going to be a blowout on their home court. Dame Lillard not doing anything. The, the Trailblazers looking fragile. But then there came C.J. McCollum, who proved that he is a superstar. I mean, I don't see him as such. But I think he's proven that he is a superstar. The Denver Nuggets are probably a year and one solid piece away from a championship. Well, not I'm, let me rephrase that. Not a championship, but from a possible finals appearance or Western Conference finals appearance. Millsap is getting up there. He's long in the tooth. I think it's time to kind of let Millsap go. They've got a great young core. Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, even Jokic. Um, you got Torrey Craig. You've got Will Barton's been there. He, he's, he's a veteran. Malik Beasley. you got all these guys coming back. You've got a good core. So I see them going far next year. They had to have this struggle. They had to have this um, 
this uh, this disappointment to move up and to become better. And I think there'll be a better team because of this loss. But in in Portland, CJ McCollum, they were just too much. Great, great win. Great game. They moved to the Western Conference Finals. And they meet the Golden State Warriors. At Golden State Warriors without KD and without DeMarcus. Can they capitalize on a reeling team? I, I don't think so. I think we'll still get Golden State in the finals. Plug the giveaway $25 e-gift card for the person that gives me the team that wins the finals other than Golden State. If you email at GoatCast1 at Gmail, tweet me, GoatCastie at GoCassie on Twitter. But anyway, I just don't see the Golden State Warriors losing. I mean, I, I don't see a scenario where even being vulnerable, I think they have a veteran team, veteran coach that can get them to play the right basketball at the right time. But Terry Stotts is no slouch. So don't sleep on Portland. I can see it going six. I can I could see it going seven. Portland can put points up on the board, and they can put them on the board quick. They have a great backcourt, and if Steph and Clay slump, the boys can uh, they can definitely capitalize on that. So, I think we need to give Portland some respect, but not walk Golden State into the finals, but I think. It's a foregone conclusion. Now, back over to the East. I'm going to admit I am not a Kawhi Leonard fan right now. Not, I mean, this year because of how he treated the San Antonio Spurs. I'm a San Antonio Spurs fan. I could not stand his antics and his how he dealt with the team last year. I understand if you if you want to distance yourself and you want to get away from a team, that's fine. Look at Anthony Davis. He he wanted a trade. He wanted out of New Orleans. But he still played. He still produced. Kawhi said he was hurt all season. Find that hard to believe. He looked fine this year. So, I mean... And not even suiting up in a suit and tie or street clothes for your team in the playoffs. Not even coming when you know your coach's wife passes away. You don't have the decency to show up for your team. I have no respect for that. But at the end of the day, Kawhi Leonard, as bold as this may sound, He's the best player in the NBA right now. The things I saw him do this series, he missed a lot of shots, yes. But he he when he needed to make a shot, he made it. 
And that is Michael Jordan-esque. Michael Jordan missed a ton of shots. Kobe Bryant missed a ton of shots to a lesser extent. And I'm not putting him on their level. LeBron James has missed a lot of shots. But when it counts, it's when the shots matter. And when it counted, Kawhi came through. He came through late in the third quarter. He came through at the very end of the fourth quarter. And for that, the Toronto Raptors are going to the Eastern Conference Finals to meet the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, I personally would have rather had the Sixers because I think the Sixers were better suited to deal with the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't think Toronto as a two-man team, they're pretty much Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam. Anything other than that, you can't really rely on. And that is Kyle Lowry, Marcus All, Serge Ibaka, Danny Green. The list goes on. Van Vliet. These guys are not guys that that typically show up every single game. And this these are seven game series. You can't have them go missing four games because you'll lose. And Milwaukee proved to me, even though I said they were done against Boston, I was wrong. I admit it. But moving forward, those guys are playing with a big chip on their shoulder. They don't fear anybody. They feel like, I can tell that they feel like they can be any team under almost any circumstance. And when you have a deadly team like that, that has a chip on their shoulder, that feels like they can do whatever is needed and are young, but have a mix of veterans on their team, that's a dangerous squad to deal with. And Toronto, with no home advantage, I can't see them winning the series. I can't see them winning the series mainly because they are a two-man team. They do not have any bench whatsoever. Ibaka is not a bench. <laughs> He'll show up a little bit one game, but any team that has anybody with any size and anybody with any quality is going to give – Serge Ibaka fits. It showed in this series. He played a heck of a game tonight in game seven, but he is not somebody that you can trust going forward. And I think that is going to be very, very problematic for the Toronto Raptors. I think the Milwaukee Bucks, if the, if they get the two at home, I think we, we get a gentleman's sweep because I don't see any possible way that Toronto just dominates. Boston, I could because they had a, a mix of, of guys that have been in big games and know what to do. They just didn't have the leadership. Milwaukee so far has shown to have that leadership. They have guys that are going to step up. Now they got Miritich back. You got Erston Ilyasova coming off the bench. Brogdon now coming off the bench. Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, Giannis. 
I mean, what are you going to do against that? What what can you do against that? I thought if any team had a chance, it was Boston. They failed miserably. So I, I give Toronto zero chance to move on to the conference. I mean, not the conference finals, but the NBA finals. Outside of some huge injury, which we, you don't wish on anybody at this time. So I'm not even going to bring that topic up. I'm not even going to speak that into existence. I think it's written in stone, Golden State, Milwaukee, and that's going to be a heck of a NBA Finals because I do believe Milwaukee is a little bit too youthful. I don't think Mike Bodenholzer has been there with the Spurs as assistant, but he's never been there as the main guy, as the head coach. It's going to be hard, but I do think that will be our finals matchup. And I think Golden State eventually, and I think they'll have a a huge um, problem with Milwaukee. But I think in the end, we will see them emerge. They will three-peat. The dynasty comes to a close, and we can move on with the NBA as we know it. The the Hampton Five or whatever you want to call it, the the death lineup, whatever, is ending after this season, I believe. Most people believe. It's almost guaranteed. So we're going to see some more parity in the NBA, which is good. Um, I'm, I'm not saying the Golden State Warriors are bad for the NBA. I think they're very good for the NBA especially in a time where your biggest superstar, we know him, LeBron James, is not quite what he used to be, and he's probably going to be on the decline as he ages. So you need teams, maybe not superstars necessarily, but teams that draw in the attention of casual fans and major fans like myself and like probably whoever's listening right now. So, so they're a good team. If you have too much parity, um, you, you lose the casuals because it's, the unpredictability is great when you are a major fan, but when you're a casual, you want to see this superstar, you want to see the, that superstar, and when you have a ton of parity, that doesn't happen. Because you never know. It, it, it's a give. It's not a given. It's like the NCAA tournament. We wanted to see the UNC Chapel Hill Tar Heels against the Duke Blue Devils in the in the uh, in the final matchup. We couldn't get that. We didn't get that. And because of that. I don't think I, I really don't think the the ratings suffered, but think of the ratings if Zion went against Duke's rival, the Tar Heels, would have been huge, but it didn't happen. And you know, if, if you don't have, say, you have 
I don't know, the Jokic-led Denver Nuggets against, um, suppose Kawhi leaves and, and Toronto just improves like crazy, and you get a Pascal Siakam-led Toronto Raptors against a Jokic-led Denver Nuggets for your finals. Are people going to watch that? I will. You will, most likely, but the casuals won't. Ratings will plummet. So, the best bet is for there to be these powerhouses with parity within those different conferences. You want some parity in the West. You want some parity in the East, but you want at least one powerhouse that is star-driven. And I think... And I hope that's what we'll have next year. It's up to the Lakers, and we will touch on them because I was wrong about their coaching staff. I will speak on that in a minute. But you you want the Lakers to do well. Sadly, I don't like the Lakers. I don't like LeBron. But you want them to do well because you want the league to do well. In return, you hope Kawhi, who, who's making a name for himself. He stays in the East. So we can get a huge Kawhi, maybe LeBron showdown. Or, you know, if you get that in the West, what do we have left in the East? Embiid, is he a, is he a superstar? I don't know. Um, who else do you have? Kyrie, if he stays. Anthony Davis, if they trade for him. But those guys aren't your... Super superstars. They're not the guys that you, the casuals are going to flock to see. I think Kawhi has done enough, and the the Jordan comparison is going to um, skyrocket his popularity. If I'm Kawhi, I stay out east because going out west he's going to have a much tougher time even making it to the playoffs even if he goes to go to not Golden State but to the Los Angeles Clippers that is not a definitive you you have to look at look at the Lakers before the Christmas break they were in fourth place they couldn't make it into the playoffs because of one or two injuries if the Clippers have one or two injuries they could be outside looking in. In the East, you you have that opportunity to have that kind of decline or miss games. You don't have that opportunity out West. So if I'm Kawhi, I'm staying in the East, but that's just me. So let's move on. Big hot topic, Frank Vogel. If you haven't heard, he has accepted the coaching job at – the Los Angeles Lakers with Jason Kidd serving as a member of his coaching staff. I he, he gets the three-year deal that Tyron Lou didn't want, and he takes less money. To me, it sounds like a, a desperation move for Frank Vogel. He's taken on an absolute mess. Good coach. But he's a good coach when he has good players. How much say will he have in in 
the players that he gets? Can't tell you. You have uh, Rob Polinka, Jenny Buss as your owner and right now acting GM who, who will be trying to put together a roster. I do not know how that's going to work. I don't know if that's going to work in Frank Vogel's uh, work in his favor, but Frank Vogel is going to have a lot of work to do. And I don't know if LeBron is going to react the way he should react or he would react if it was a Tyron Lue or even a Monty Williams who I think in LeBron's mind he had who he wanted. They couldn't get him. And now they had to go with the next best thing, the next best option. And I don't think that option is super pleasing to, to LeBron. Frank Vogel seems to be a little old schoolish in his ways. And I think that I don't think he's going to, I think he will kind of bend to LeBron some, but I think he wants some kind of control. He's not going to let LeBron just run wild with the team. And I think that's going to cause some dissension between LeBron and and him, you got to think LeBron did have a hand and did have a say so in the in this um, process. But I I just believe if they were so hard up on getting Jason Kidd into the staff, why then didn't they just offer him the head coach job? I think in a in a way this is a sneak way of putting somebody in there that they can pretty much put the blame on if if they don't get who they want, they don't do well, they can get him off the coaching, they can put him on the hot seat, get him out of the coaching chair and move Jason Kidd up. It sounds crazy, but I think they want a scapegoat because they would rather have Jason Kidd long-term, but if the same thing happens, then they'd have to get rid of Jason Kidd or or they'd have to put Jason Kidd in a position that keeps him from being there long term. I think Frank Vogel is a guy that they can put a bullseye, a target on and aim any criticism on. And then they have a backup in place to where if Vogel and and their team doesn't do well, they can just move him off and move Jason Kidd up. And they already have their backup in place. So I don't think it was a, a, a great move by the Lakers. I don't know if Vogel fits that team, but we don't know what that team is going to look like coming out of the summer. So, I mean, Vogel did well in Indiana with a stacked Pacer team. But when he went to Orlando, we saw he was not the same Frank Vogel. 
So what is he going to do with right now? He has one star. He has a bunch of young guys that have potential but aren't there yet. Will he be able to build them into something um, feasible? Will he be able to build them into a playoff team? I don't know. But I think the road to get there will be fun to watch. I think the Lakers will continue to be toxic. I think that they will continue to be a team that we can laugh and point fingers at because I just don't see a big-time free agent going there. And if you think Kimball Walker, and I don't see Kimball Walker, I don't know his his mindset right now. He's probably weighing a lot of options, but I don't see him leaving that much money on the table in Charlotte where the East is always wide open as far as seeding because you just never know when one team will will fall off and you can just jump into their spot. But <clears throat> if winning is his, his um, go-to, uh, I could see him going to, to Laker, the Lakers and, and getting that shine and getting that, you know, that rub from from playing with LeBron, but I don't see that being something that kickstarts his career and puts his career to a takes his career to a higher level. I think playing with the Charlotte Hornets or a team that is not in the spotlight like that would be a much better fit for him. But who am I to say? He may be chasing rings. He may be chasing notoriety. He might be chasing fame. I don't know what he's doing. But if I'm him, I don't. That's an option that I I set, but I don't put that as a top option. So who else? Middleton, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton and LeBron. (laughs) That's not enough. I need to look at at the, the free agent list. I haven't done that. I can't do it off the top of my head, but in my mind, there are very few. I mean, even Jimmy Butler, there's very few that scream, oh, we're now uh, a playoff team for the Lakers, unless they, they make some moves and hire some some decent role players that will take pay cuts and that will mesh well with LeBron and mesh well with Frank Vogel and his, whatever his system is going to be, which will most likely be LeBron reverting back to his Cleveland days, not even his Miami days, but more so his Cleveland days where he's going to be ball dominant and, you know, he's going to need the three point shot around him. I can't say that for sure. I said that when he went to the Lakers and look at what they put around him. So I don't know what Mopalinka, Jenny Buss, I don't know their end game. Use that word again, but I don't know what it is. I don't know if any of us do, but July when free agency starts will be very interesting for the Los Angeles Lakers and for the NBA as a whole because 
all eyes are on them. And I think the moves they make will affect the moves that are made elsewhere. So, once again, this is the GOAT cast. This is episode four. We are nearing the NBA Finals 2019. Hopefully, we get some more great series. We had a great second round. I think we're in for a treat in these conference finals. We've got some of the biggest names. Almost all the all-star, not all-star, but the MVP candidates are still remaining and still standing. So I think this is going to be a fun, fun conference finals. And I think the finals will be very, very interesting. I don't think it's going to be as one-sided as last year's Cleveland against Golden State. I think we will have some, some very, very tough games. And I think whoever wins this year, they're going to feel it. And they're going to have to win it. They, they can't, you know, lay on their laurels. So anyway, my time is up. If you would like to get in on this $25 e-gift card, please, 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 please email me, goatcast1 at gmail.com or tweet me at at goatcastc. And I will be back this week. I'm not sure exactly when. I'm not exactly sure what about. But you will get two extras like we always try to do. We'll probably get some quick reactions from the, the upcoming conference finals games. So please tune in. Please check in and please subscribe. Thank you. Have a good night. And I will see you this week.